Knock, knock. Who's there? Drug testing. Oh. <laughs> drug testing who? You? I'm getting drug tested? Yeah, shoot. right now. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. This Hello everyone. <laughs> Hi. This is David. I am David, actually. You are David. And I have Rachel over here. Rachel Woji, the beautiful Rachel Woji. Oh shucks. How are you doing? Great. So we have a great Rachel Woji. She was great last week. She's great this week. I'm just great in general. You are great in general. And David, that makes this cannabinoids or cannabinoids. It just rolls off the tongue better. You know, I was, uh, we were going out on a date the other day and we're talking to somebody and I said, uh, cannabinoid or cannabinoids. Yeah. And they're like, what, what, what do you mean? Canna or cannabinoids? No, I'm sorry. I reversed that. See, I, even I get confused. So you said cannabinoids and they said, what you mean? Cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. Right. So I don't know. There's still some. People yeah. don't know what you're talking about. So well, cannabinoids, cannabinoids. But we could still call this cannabinoids. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we got a good episode for you today. Looking gonna, forward to it. Are you? Mm-hmm. About what? Do you even know what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about the different ways that cannabis can help get rid of certain drugs mm-hmm. and help with addictions and things like that. It'll be, it'll be great dive in it will be great it'll be great <laughs> that can be the word of the word of the day great <laughs> i notice we always say what what do we always say fantastic fantastic that's fantastic that's all right <laughs> so welcome to cannabinoids it's gonna be a great episode in snowy 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 colorado it's very cold right now but we're gonna power through it cannabinoids all right, in the news, we have new studies. Some of these new studies are focusing on, well, how do you say it? Diazepines. Oh, benzodiazepines. Like Valium, Xanax. Valium, like a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Valium. I call it Valium. <laughs> Valium, okay, that's cool. <laughs> no hate. Published in the Journal of Cannabis and Cannabinoid Research, or cannabinoid research, 146 patients who were taking forms of benzodiazepines like Valium or Xanax. Uh, They were taking it for anxiety or insomnia. Some were taking it for seizures. Uh, They opted in for this cannabis therapy study. Awesome. So out of the study, uh, out of the 146 patients that actually opted in, 44 participants stopped taking their prescribed Valium or Xanax by the first follow-up visit. 20. Hmm. Yeah. And then following the second visit, 21 stopped their benzodiazepines after that, which is interesting. And overall, uh, 66 patients stopped taking benzodiazepines after undergoing the medical cannabis therapy. So that's about 45%. So 45% of people that have been on Valium or are taking Valium or uh, Xanax go into this study and they come out, like almost half come out not needing 
benzodiazepine. That's crazy. Yes, thoughts. Think about the amount of people that are on that that could potentially not be on the myriad of things that right. go with it as well. Mm-hmm. It's never just the one for right. too long. Mm-hmm. It always starts off with just one. Just one what? Just one prescription and then, and then the, the number just more, keeps yeah. going up or you have to keep upping your dose. Whereas Right, 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 right. Uh, so Chan Purcell was a lead author of the study. He said... I was interested in the project because it presented an opportunity to address benzodiazepines and cannabis use, both of which are becoming increasingly socially relevant. Benzodiazepines can be effective in treating many medical conditions, but unlike opioids, they seem to be a little public awareness of the risks associated with the commonly used prescription medications. So you hear about it all the time, about the opioids and all the bad stuff, but the benzos you don't typically hear about. Mm-hmm. The side effects and the things that can happen. The benzos. Is that it's the street a, term? I mean, I've heard you got it referred some benzos? to as such. Probably on a TV show or something. So, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, overdose deaths related to benzodiazepines rose 830% between 1999 and 2017. So, in 18 years, 830%. That's. Right unacceptable pharmaceuticals so on the same topic it's a really hot topic it's a touchy topic but opioids what i just want to know what your thoughts are on opioids i mean we talked a little bit about it last week but knowing what we talked about then and now and i don't know if you read anything what just what are your thoughts i've just i have seen and heard of many stories of people that i'm close with who have dealt with somebody who was addicted to opioids what just being prescribed a pain medicine for a surgery that you know they probably legitimately needed some pain some help with that you mm-hmm. know but then it was a lifelong addiction and you know i've known people that have passed because of such things so i've i've always kind of stayed away from them just i don't want to risk it it sounds crazy addictive and mm-hmm. yes there is the whole addiction factor but that's what i think of just how it's misused and how people can't live their day without it that's what i think I, I just hear addiction 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 and we're in this opioid opio, uh, opioid crisis <laughs> <laughs> opioid crisis but i want to zoom back a little bit and get some perspective and i think everything on this earth is meant for a reason and some people do need a medication like that for chronic pain, whatever it may be. There's a minute group of people out there that would benefit from opioids. So in saying that, cannabis in place of opioids might not help my opioids. Opioids. (laughs) Cannabis in place of opioids may not necessarily help some people in certain cases, which opioids are necessary. However, uh, personally, I feel like it's been mishandled by the medical community by bescri- by prescribing them too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And granted, we don't have the medical research for cannabis to be in place of that like obviously in colorado now met uh doctors can prescribe cannabis in place of opioids so there is some lead way into that and saying that some people need opioids but the problem in that is that 
I think that it's a very small percentage of people. I mean, I, I would even hesitate to say that there wasn't another option for even those small percentage. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, the way I think and see the world is, you know, there's balance and understand, like we might, you might have to change your lifestyle to get rid of this pain. You might have mm-hmm. to cut certain things out of your diet. You might have to, you know, really alter the way that, you know, you've lived, whether you're an alcoholic or, you know, all these different things that can cause the mm-hmm. chronic pain and chronic inflammation and stuff. So it's, it might not just be cannabis, but I also think there is possibilities to get rid of these things mm-hmm. with a lot more than just throwing it. It's just a band aid. you know, it's not going to actually fix anything. It's not aligning your body. It's literally just taking the pain away or just cutting off the, cutting off the receptors. Yeah. So it's, what is that actually fixing? What's going on in your body that's causing a, this pain? Right, right, right. There's, it's not a fix. It's a bandaid. Like you said, I totally agree. And I think the, what I'm trying to say, say you get in a, God forbid, a terrible car accident and you yeah. break your femur bone. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, that's probably one of the worst pains you can get. Yes. And something like opioids might help that pain temporarily. Yes. But the problem with it now is, A, you know, uh, people prescribe it like candy. mm Mm-hmm. And whether it be for that reason, and it's a good reason that they would need that, where medical marijuana would not help that situation. However, there's that addiction that comes so quickly with anybody that's a human being, you know? Yeah. So So, when I hear chronic pain, I think this is something that someone lives with every day and they're going to want to take something every day. mm -hmm. But if it's just something, you know, an accident or after a crazy surgery or something, you know, it's right. I'm just saying that there's a reason for it. Yes. But but it's it's temporary. It's yeah, it's a temporary. It's not fixing anything. There's no question in anybody's mind whether this is actually going to fix the root of whatever is causing their pain. So we're, we're on the same page, I think. Yeah. Like medical marijuana shows early promise to lessen opioid use and potential abuse. And that suggests a systematic review of a published study uh, that was presented at the Anesthesiology 2019 Annual Meeting. Uh, The analysis actually focused on seven studies, and five of which concluded medical marijuana may be associated with benefits such as decreased opioid overdose rates, decreased opioid use, improved quality of life, and improved pain control. Yeah, I mean, I can see that you... You know, something bad happens, some accident happens, and you're in pain. You get an opioid, and then there's a plan where you can get off of those opioids mm-hmm. and start using, you know, medical marijuana or some form of cannabis too. Like a step down process. Yeah, mm-hmm. but quickly. It needs to happen quickly, not mm-hmm. years later when you've developed this debilitating addiction. <laughs> you know. Findings from the five studies that showed a positive benefit included a 29% reduction in opioid overdoses in states with medical marijuana and a 44% to 64% reduction in opioid use among chronic pain patients. So we're talking about chronic pain right there, which is... That's like daily. I mean, it's... That's a daily thing, right? It's a consistent... And then this medical marijuana study says a 44 to 64% reduction in that because of cannabis. Yeah. You mix that with a little change in diet. You'd, you'd be, be on. Going, yeah. Yeah. The golden road. Mm-hmm. Golden brick road. <laughs> Both these are pre- preliminary studies. 
with the benzodiazepines and these opioid studies. However, I, I did read that these did not have any control groups, so it's scientifically not based. They're preliminary studies, though, that can go into a controlled study at a further time, but these are very promising results. Yeah, I'm However, excited to see how it unfolds as mm -hmm. there's continue no, with it. Yeah, there wasn't any uh, placebos or anything like mm -hmm. that. So, I mean... As well, far that's as, what makes it pre preliminary, I think. Yeah, it's, can we go further into this? Okay, there's promising results. And we might have mentioned this before, but more than 11 million Americans misuse opioids. More than 2 million have an opioid abuse disorder, and in a, an estimated 130 people die of an opioid overdose every day. More than 20% of Americans suffer from chronic pain, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Hamjar.com, it's the most natural form of CBD. We have a lot of different products there, and it is all whole plant-based. What kind of products do we have, Rachel? Hemp paste, hemp probably paste. my first and foremost staple. Okay, yeah. Making that every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got the fun things, you know, yeah. chocolates, coffees, Ooh, hot chocolates. chocolates. Hot chocolates? It's oh, getting yeah. cold. It's snowy here. It's going to snow about 12 inches tonight from what I've heard. I haven't seen it yet, but it might happen. But it would be nice if we had some hot cocoa. Nice. We've got the creams and all. I mean, it's just it's all good stuff. All good ways to ingest all of the cannabinoids and flavonoids. You don't and want to terpenes. ingest the creams, though. No, but that can be ingested through your pores. You right? know, I've had people, I'm like, here, try this cream I made. And they think it's kind of like a whipped cream. So they, I'm like, no, they, they try it. They like put it toward their mouth. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> put it, rub it on your body. Ooh. Rub it on your skin. Mm -hmm. So we have the topicals. We have the edibles. We have the chocolates. We have the coffees. And we have the cocos. <laughs> Hot cocos. Hemp cocos. Anyway, thehempjar.com, the most natural form of CBD. And you can enter in Cannabinerds 10 and get 10% off your first order. Cannabinerds 10 gets 10% off any order. Thank you very much. Cannabinerds. Knock, knock. Who's there? Drug testing. Oh. <laughs> drug testing who? You? I'm getting drug tested? Yeah. Shoot. Right now. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so, yes, we are... We talked about it last week. We're going to talk about it this week about drug testing. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm excited to hear more. So here's a little recap. Most drug tests are produced and provided by pharmaceutical companies. How's that make you feel? Ugh. Mm, just okay. That's it. Just ugh. Well, I know that has a bad stigma. The pharmaceutical word. You're just like, well, being yeah, as natural as you are and as we are. Yeah, I can see that. But it's because they they don't actually have the best. They don't want people to actually get well. Well, it's a conflict of interest as big pharma cannot really patent a plant. Yeah. Right. It's their competition. No one can really patent a plant. Therefore, you cannot make any profit directly from a plant that heals. So, why would they lobby for an accurate test when there's little interest for them? I mean, they wouldn't. There's nothing, there's really not much in it for them other than lost sales. Right, yeah. And then there's a whole, you know, in the 1930s, we did the whole history of hemp. Mm -hmm. Two-part series. One thing I left out, 
purposefully because I didn't want to have or seem too much like a tinfoil guy. I wanted to come at it with a, you know, balanced perspective. But it there is this thing out there that Big Pharma has something to do with lobbying for cannabis to be in prohibition in the 30s. Well, we can dive into that later. I don't want to dive into it now. But taking that into concept and taking now into concept, drug tests aren't really, they're black and white. Mm-hmm. Black and white. There's really no how much percentage of CBD slash THC is in your body. It's okay. It's there. It's, it's not there. You're red hot. You're done. Mm-hmm. Bye. So that's not the pharmaceutical company. It's it's the pharmaceutical company and it's the employer because you're just hot. So apparently you just smoke marijuana all the time. Yeah. Therefore, bye. Mm-hmm. Or so, no money for you. Right, right. So there are, uh, the main tests are urine, blood, and saliva. Okay. Right? Wh- which ones? Tell so, me about them. So there is urine tests, right? Yeah. That's main what everybody, one. Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody talks about. It's the main one. Mm-hmm. 90% of all drug tests are urinalysis. It's because they're cheap. Right. However, it's the only one, the only main one that is testing metabolites, which really means it's not testing for a drug parent. It's testing for the metabolized form of that, obviously, because you metabolize it and you're pissing it out. Mm. It can be detected for up to two to four weeks. However, like we said, this is kind of like a black and white test, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, is there a presence of THC or not? So Okay, so that's what you're saying. When you say it, you're talking about THC can be te- detected to, between two to four weeks after? Anything. Anything. Okay. So it mm-hmm. could be any... I'm, I think that with some drugs like, you know, Coke and like methamphetamines and stuff, I think that those only last a few days. Mm-hmm. In, like with the metabolites, I guess. Okay. But with THC, I think it lasts a lot longer. And then not to mention, it builds up. Okay. As opposed to those other drugs, they don't build up? Yeah. I mean, I know that was a concern with, you know, we've had friends who've worked in with like probations and things like that for younger kids. And Mm -hmm. they've said that those uppers, a lot of the time it can be 24 to 48 hours and then they can still have a clean pee test. Oh, wow. But with pot, I mean, it can... Yeah, I know pot lasts a little bit longer. It, yeah, quite a bit longer, I think. Like, every article I've said is like about two weeks, but from my experience, it's about four weeks, about a month. Dep- yeah. And it, it all depends on your metabolism. It depends on how much you weigh. Well, I think if you you know have one night of smoking pot, mm-hmm. it could last two to four weeks, like you were saying. But if you smoke it you know, every day... Mm-hmm for a month or so i think that that pushes out you know the it it could take even longer than two to four weeks for that to clear your system yeah and then we're talking about pot right now but Mm -hmm. that's just with cannabinoids in general Mm -hmm. like cbd would be the same way because they haven't figured out a test for separate cannabinoids yet i mean that's not right i haven't heard of any if Mm -hmm. anybody has anything that uh, i'm missing please give me a call yes (laughs) correct us tell us (laughs) Yeah, and it's what we're talking about with your analysis. It's black or white. You are hot, or hot not. or not. <laughs> like <laughs> the app. The, yeah. Like the wasn't website. even an app. Yeah, it was a website. You yeah, scroll a, people's pictures and mm-hmm. hot, hot or, or not. not. <laughs> that was what two thousand. 
1999 maybe probably oh, <laughs> oh i like feel old now tinder but without getting dates you're literally just rating tinder people. from 20 years ago <laughs> i never did it yeah well my brother did it was he hot or not he's my brother no i'm saying he's not wh- hot. what was the consensus well he's a good looking dude he looks like me what was the <laughs> consensus from others do, oh do you remember was he like most of the people that were there on uh, like hot or not people posted pictures of really ugly people from the 18th or 19th century <laughs> or not 19th it'd be the 20th century no wait 20th century is the 1900s. The 19th century is the 1800s, right? It was old. Anyway, but it was old photos, like black and white, old people of like with just massive moles everywhere or just messed up teeth. That's what I remember, hot or not. Anyway, we're not, getting no, way off I do topic. not remember this this way, but it's okay. Okay. Well, we're going to move on. Blood tests. <laughs> right. So... Blood tests are expensive, but can easily, but they're easily, they're basically accurate. They're super accurate. However, the caveat is it's only up to 24 hours. And it only, uh, so the good thing is it detects a drug parent. It's not a metabolite that stays in your system a lot longer. Okay. It actually detects a certain drug, so it's more accurate, right? Right. But only up to 24 hours. And it's very intrusive, evasive, and expensive to do. Yeah. Another thing that I've heard is that it could be more accurate as to if you were taking CBD Mm -hmm. or a whole plant product or THC or whatever, it would tell the amount of each. It can go that detailed, but that's expensive. Yeah. So obviously no employer is going to be like, Let's get your blood test. But if you could pay for it to save your job, it might be worth it, you know? Right. You might have to shell out a bunch of money, but then... But it, then again, it only it detects the drug parent. It's not a metabolite. So that it would be good in a situation where you go to work and, I mean, you took CBD the night before or you smoked pot the night before and you get in a forklift accident or whatever and you have to take a test, then you can do that and it would tell... The amount, if you take a blood test, right? Okay. But anyway, I want to move on because we'll get to that in a little bit. There's the saliva test. Yes. And this one I feel like would be even better for a situation. I think so too. It's where it's like, okay, you made a dumb mistake. Let's make sure you weren't inebriated when you made that dumb mistake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could take that test from what, I don't know. Tell us more about it. Okay. From what I've read, it is less invasive and it's not expensive. Take a little swab, spit on the swab, swab it around your mouth, whatever. I don't Mm -hmm. know how they do it, but um, it it detects parent drugs, so which is great. It doesn't detect the metabolites. Mm -hmm. Because those last longer. Yeah, it's it's more accurate. Okay. Right. So, and then if done, well, like I said, it can be inaccurate if done improperly, and its window of time is small. It's just a few hours. So that's a negative, but there's a positive in that, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I would say that wouldn't be great for parolees, you know, who need to live a lifestyle of sobriety. I mean, that is what is required of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't test somebody like that with that test that's only accurate for a few hours. But in a situation at work where you're operating machinery or say you get rear ended and you have to get a test, you know, if you're out driving 
for work mm-hmm. and you get rear-ended you know you file a suit or a lot like a workplace it, i find this uh the saliva test would be good for like it, it's only good for a certain amount of time afterwards a f- few hours afterwards so you're exactly right so if you what did i write down here boss could just have the kit on hand and say hey would you mind just submitting just to make sure mm-hmm. you know and those tests you won't have to freak out you know you're just like i i know that i wasn't drinking or doing anything to cause me to be inebriated so and how this is good in my opinion is if you're taking cbd or hemp or something to help your chronic pain in a non-psychoactive thc way Mm -hmm. so you take it every night or what okay say you take it at night before you go to bed fantastic then you go to work the next morning and then you have an accident whatever happens and you have to take a drug test that wouldn't detect the cbd it would it would just detect well it wouldn't detect what you're taking because it only is uh there's a window mm-hmm. which is like three to four hours or something like that which is great because then it says hey he wasn't smoking pot in the last three hours yeah so however well i'm sorry go for it no i'm just saying that's that should be i mean really like you have somebody a breathalyzer just tells you whether in that moment mm-hmm. of the accident Right. But the caveat, I like saying caveat, but they're the difference in... Great. <laughs> I feel smart when I say caveat, I'm just going to say. You sound really smart, baby. But the caveat in that is it's still black or white. It doesn't tell the amount. Mm-hmm. Because if the amount it can tell can correlate to the 0.3% THC or lower, then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Federally speaking, I mean, states are different. But what but about the build-up speaking, with that? I mean, doesn't it still... Wouldn't it still potentially build up so that wouldn't even be accurate you know you know like alcohol doesn't build up so if i had you know some wine one night and then i went out two days later and had some more wine if i tested it wouldn't be still you know showing the amount that was a few days earlier plus tonight you know it would only be the most recent so i mean i agree the amount would be good to know but yeah and that's the that's the thing all these are hot or not Mm -hmm. (laughs) go back to get the website back show the person and then say underneath hot or not as in would they piss hot or not (laughs) (laughs) copyright copyright rachel woji 2019 hot or not 20 years ago (laughs) (laughs) that's all we really have today we wanted to do extraction methods but i know we just had a good conversation yeah yeah it's i love hearing this research it's so interesting to me i I find it, I don't know, just very enlightening to understand how these things work. I've been asked so many questions recently about, you know, can I take CBD? Depending on the line of work, I'm like, you really shouldn't risk it. You know, it's... You, you can't risk it right now. And that's... Unless... I always just say... I mean, you could do do the blood test like we talked about last week. And there's the saliva test we learned about this week. And I think we just need to go to... Until we get more research and uh, testing done, accurate testing and tells amounts, uh, just go to what Nevada has done, where you're. it's just... Uh, you can't discriminate. You can't discriminate hiring or firing an employee based on the THC level in their blood. So... Or oh, I think that would be fantastic if somebody was 
testing positive frequently or they were making dumb mistakes, I mean, they could, they could lose their job just from being inc- incompetent. Yeah, it's like going to, drunk work, going to work drunk. Yeah, or just going to work and not caring. I mean, there right. are people who are completely sober that go to work and just mm-hmm. shouldn't be employed right, with yeah. their attitude. So that's what I always I think performance based, you know, if if this person is getting into wrecks or, you know, being very unsafe at work, if they're just a bad employee. Yeah. <laughs> test them and then go from there. But you can't well, I mean, just if you're solely run into a wall with a forklift. Then you're like, all right, um, you just cause damage. You can it doesn't really matter if you were like high drunk stone, whatever you ruin company business. I don't even need a drug test you. You're just fired because you just ran the forklift through the wall. Anyway, anyway, thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. If you want to find out more about us, you can go to cannabinerdspodcast.com. If you want to follow us, like us, subscribe, just go to cannabinerdspod on all social media platforms. We'd love to talk with you if you have a question. Yeah, we'll research the shit out of it. Just yeah. give us, you know, bring on the questions, and we, we love a challenge, trying to see what we can find out, investigate. And we'll try and be balanced. We won't go one way or the other. I feel like we're a little more biased just towards natural and what is best, the less that needs to be done to it. We're biased toward common sense. It's not that common. Yeah,